0: Mm -hmm. Hello Priyanka Chaturvedi, thank you so much for coming on Womenistan Talk Show Season 2. It's a complete pleasure, I'm super excited and a great privilege to have an empowered woman like you come on to this talk show Womenistan. It's never too late, but you're there and I'm really excited and super happy. Thank you Priyanka.
1: Thank you.
0: So a little bit about Priyanka Chaturvedi for all my viewers who know much and also the ones who are international who would like to know a little more. Priyanka Chaturvedi ji is um, from Mumbai, from Maharashtra, and uh, she's an Indian politician serving as a member of parliament, Rajya Sabha, from Maharashtra and a deputy leader of Shiv Sena. Prior to this, she was a member and also the national spokesperson for Indian National Congress. She has been a columnist for Tehalka Daily News and Analysis, and First Post. And as a trustee of two NGOs, she works to promote children's education, women's empowerment, and health. She also runs a book review blog, which is amongst the top 10 web blogs on books in India, and is a great motivation for all the women all over India. Thank you once again for coming. Over to you. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me over, Mhenazji. I know we could not work out on the date sooner, but I'm glad I'm on your shore finally. Um, Through this conversation, I'm hoping that uh, I'd be able to motivate um, a couple of more young girls, women, to look at politics as a career option. And um, through my struggles, I just hope they will also be able to relate uh their own circumstances and their own um, issues that they face when they uh, look at pursuing a career and a career which is uh, massively male dominated so i look forward to this conversation
0: so tell me about uh, we share the same college we were both in narsi Manji, but i was like a decade ahead of you so that gives out my age, but I think it's okay. So I was like nearly 10 years ahead of me. And um, when I graduated, uh, the only thing that I was uh, trained mentally that you have to get married and raise a family and have children. And I had no other option, you know? So at your time, were you told this way? Or did you make a choice of getting into politics? Was there an alternative career that you had in mind
1: So actually nothing changed in that decade. And listen, I tell everybody I'm forever 21. So even if you're a decade older, you're just 31. So it's okay. In our hearts, we'll forever be 21. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, I come from a background which was uh, non-political. They did not uh, come from Mumbai. My parents were from Uttar Pradesh. Uh, And for them, uh, having girls meant, you know, giving them the basic education the time they wanted to study and the ultimate goal should be marriage and settling, settling down, having babies, taking babies and making a good house. So uh, I don't grudge that one bit because I know many women give up very uh, good careers to look after their families, their homes, etc. But this was ingrained in us. This was kind of the upbringing we had that um, uh, after you uh, study to your heart's content, you will have to ultimately get married. So that is how my mind was conditioned too. And um, my sisters got married very young. I would say I got engaged when I was 19 while I was in college. Got married uh, the day I turned 21. So yes, uh, more or less similar. Nothing changed in that decade. But what I chose to do after that, uh, after my marriage, after having children. uh, Let me also tell you, politics was not something I was doing, um, I would say, till till a decade ago, decade or 12 years ago. Uh, I was I was um, working for smaller companies then I worked with channel V for a brief stint and uh, then I had uh, two kids um, and my husband had migra- had to go to Calcutta because that was where his job took him I moved with him I was happily settled managing my children but I did realize that there was something amiss. Uh, especially when the 2611 terror attacks happened and my business was doing, uh, and after my job, I started my own small boutique uh, recruitment firm. And uh, I was also uh, qualified for uh, ISB's 10,000 women program, which uh, trains uh, entrepreneurs and uh, it is funded by Goldman Sachs. So I got that scholarship. So I was well on my way to uh, set set up my business, to uh, take it to another level. And then 2611 terror attacks happened and that kind of gave me um, a jolt out of the blue, made me realize that as residents of a city which we all love, we need to work harder, we need to ensure that our children have better futures, we, we skill our children who come from economically weaker sections to not look at uh, picking up drugs or selling drugs or guns, etc. And it becomes a responsibility of more, um, I would say, citizens who are more um, uh, wanting to work in societies such as these. So I started with that. And one thing led to another. And then I went and became a part of uh, the Youth Congress uh, because that was the time Mr. Gandhi was uh, bringing in new voices, new faces in the system. And uh, uh, I, I spent uh, about 10, 11 years of my uh, political career in, in the Congress Party. Uh, I um, There was an incident that happened with me after which um, I'm a I decided that. So I decided that um, I wanted to come back to Maharashtra, where my children were Mumbai, where my kids were studying, and here I am today, speaking to you, uh, and extremely happy with a party which has given uh, me a big platform. Shiv Sena has given me a platform.
0: And uh, full marks to you for standing up for yourself and, uh, like, um, like you said, uh, setting the record straight. Where you know you call it a spade is a spade, and you stepped up as a woman. And you chose, you made a choice for the betterment, where there is respect, where, you know, uh, people honor you and respect you. It's all a matter of respect for women at the end of the day.
1: I I agree with you totally. Um, I did face a lot of backlash where people thought that um, I was being opportunistic. Uh, I just felt that there was a message. uh, My life should be my message. And uh, my message was very clear that any woman who is uh, coming from non-political background and is wanting to make a political career does not mean that she does it at the altar of compromising with her self-respect and her dignity. Uh, I, I, I don't, I will not get into indulge into people making all kinds of comments about me, my, my, and thinking that it was an irrelevant issue. Maybe it is, it doesn't matter as uh, an issue for them. For me, it is a priority when I look at my daughter I think I should be instilling those principles in her that she should not be uh, looked at as someone compromising for the sake of her career, or for my for my son to feel that it's absolutely okay to misbehave with women, and uh, and 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 women stay quiet about it. So th- those were the things that went on in my mind when I uh, took that call, faced a lot of flak, which I don't mind, uh, which pa- is part of my uh, growth, I would say. But at the same time, I also there was this. Um, I stood at a crossroad where I decided whether I wanted to continue in politics or would I want to give this up after resigning. But I also realized that there are very few women who have given so much time, effort, energy, travel the length and breadth of this country, working hard for uh, uh, creating, um, uh, you know, I would say a difference in terms of uh, political uh, party also. And I would not go down. Someone had wronged me. And just because someone else has wronged me, I will not become uh, a loser in the bargain. I lost at that point in time. I can't lose again by giving up and throwing away 10 years of my hard work. And that was a choice I made. I decided to return back to Maharashtra. Shiv Sena was extremely, I would say, uh, welcoming. They have opened their hearts, their minds, and their political platform to give me the space to work in the state I love, the city I love to death. So it it has worked out uh, well for me, and I think My life should become a message for many women out there that you do not become a victim of systematic uh, bad behavior coming from men and assume that that is the way of living, that's the way of surviving. Our survival is something that we will decide and our decisions would be on the basis of what we stand for. We will not compromise and we will make men realize that this bad behavior will, will, will not be encouraged.
0: But surprisingly, um, you know, coming from a party where the head is a lady herself, I've met at the honor of meeting Mrs. Gandhi in her own residence when I received my Mother Teresa Award. I was driven down to meet her over a cup of uh, coffee, and we spoke like nearly two hours. At that time, I was I had just taken the hijab, the complete burqa and hijab for like nearly two years. And uh, she said that, why are you taking it? I mean, you're so proactive in social service and... Uh, uh, would you want ever in the future to join the party? So I said, probably maybe after a year, my kids are still small. I'm talking about like eight years back, nine years back. I said, probably in the future, but then I never really followed up because I had my own trust and my own social. So men basically have to be put in that place in spite of having a lady at the helm of the party. If this is how they behave, then I'm so proud of you that you took this stand. You are, I mean, women all over India look up to you when even I read your article, I was so proud. I said, I must have Priyanka Ji onto my platform because you're like a great motivation for everyone. So
1: uh, Menasji, thank you so much for these words. Uh, they, they definitely motivate me to do better and set higher benchmark for uh, women to pursue and women to aspire. Uh, and I do all that I can do within the power that I have to be able to give them that platform. Uh, just to tell you a couple of things, even my daughter was two years old when I got into politics, and uh, she stayed in Mumbai, she studied in Mumbai, my son was uh, six years old,
0: when oh, I got into
1: politics, no? yeah, they were very young, and uh, I, I uh, dedicated uh, my time, efforts, and energies, not to bring them up, but to uh, serve a political party. Uh, however, uh, where Mrs. Gandhi is concerned, I have the uh, highest regard for her. Uh, she, I would say that as a president, you are also, um, uh, you know, as much as change you, you might want to bring into the system, you are also working in the confined space of a very male-dominated society. Yeah. Besides the society, even the political hierarchy is very male-driven so many women uh, hope to bring that change many women do bring that change and uh, unfortunately in the in the quest for power in the quest for um, uh, you know reaching out the political goals political party goals you somewhere uh, have to um, prioritize what you want maybe at a certain point it is about priority for many uh, women uh, and from and many places where they feel that it's a lost cause or it's a cause that can be handled another day because the priority is to uh, strengthen the organization. So I, I will not judge her one bit for that uh, because no, it is a tough space for women.
0: See that If you would have met her in person, explained it to her and told her in person that this situation has come up, probably things could have been a little different?
1: I don't know. I have met her a couple of times, and uh, she's a great, great uh, person, and uh, uh, extremely motivating as well. And uh, I and I would say that uh, every time I got a chance to meet her, the first thing she inquired was uh, how my how's my family back home, how my children doing, so and how was I managing to uh, you know balance the two. So um, I would say that. Uh, Maybe, I mean, we were in such a thick of uh, things at that point of time. They were in the thick of things. I wouldn't want to uh, judge anyone. And I think one principle that I've had in life is not to judge situations or judge uh, people. It is for me to decide where I stand and to what level I can take something and what level is not good and where I will not tolerate misbehavior or tolerate a certain uh, attitude given to me so that was a decision i took and uh, yeah i mean you know in hindsight we can continue to think oh if this had happened or that had happened i think this was meant to happen this was something that was i believe i'm a big believer of destiny i'm a huge believer of karma so this was destined to happen and um, it has happened and i'm in a happy space
0: everything happens for the best i feel and i we are very close, to my, my father, my brother, everyone is very close to the family, Shivsena family and the whole family in fact. So I have a lot of regard for them, a lot of high respect and they're very down to earth and very simple at heart and very humane and very sensitive people. Very sensitive, very caring and they respect women a lot.
1: Yes, so, yes.
0: Family bonding, which is in culture, is very good, I feel. You know that and, uh, respecting elders, most... family yes. values. who yes, um, you know, whether that very humane, very simple, and clean-hearted. I felt when I have connected with yeah. them.
1: No, no, absolutely. This is how they are down to earth, uh, well rooted to yeah. people. And I, I think this is one political party which looks at every political member as a family member, not as a political associate, but someone who is part of a family. And that feeling of belonging, that feeling of getting respect, that feeling of being treated like a family member or someone who is like a big brother or a big uh, sister-in-law who's looking after you, who's taking care of you who's concerned about uh, what you feel, who also values the opinion that you carry, who also I values the suggestions you give. I, I think that that in a political party uh, is very rare, I mean, unheard of. Yeah. And for Shusena to continue that, that is why you see people uh, having a ha- heartfelt connection. And that is where I stand today, the kind of respect, the platform they've given me, They've, op- like I said, they've opened their hearts and minds to me. Every single, every single person so like, has only you know, given I, me a lot of love and respect.
0: I'll tell you, I'll share a small incident, uh, very personal with you. I had delivered my son when the bomb blasts and everything were happening in Mumbai. I'm talking about my son is now 27 years old. So this is like 28 years back. And uh, time time there was curfew and there was no, that was the Babri Masjid time, sorry. The Babri Masjid time. And there were curfews and bomb blasts and fires and so many issues happening in Mumbai. That I remember uh, I had a child who was like 42, 44 days, and uh, we didn't know what to do. The only thing that Balasap came home and told my father that you not this that your family to do with guarantee. So, you know, that at that time when we were so stressed out that there was so much happening around ki kuch bhi ho sakta tha. and Bala came home and gave this promise to daddy. I'm so indebted. Whenever I see him or think of him, I send my prayers across to the family. So that's their deep value. And they stand by you through thick and thin. If it is somebody, it is them in Maharashtra. And I totally. promise you, inshallah, if I move to Maharashtra from Bangalore, I will surely serve under you or with the party in any way. My service is
1: towards the family. That sounds so so good. And I uh, am totally in agreement with you. I'm born and brought up in the city of Mumbai. And all I can tell you is when I go to other cities, of course, barring uh, Bengaluru uh, up to an extent, but when I go to any other city, travel takes me a lot to Delhi. The kind of hesitation I see in women stepping out of their homes after 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and uh, the the there's sometimes the fear of uh, you know uh, misbehavior, sexual harassment, etc. The women of Mumbai are so fearless, and we are made like that because you had someone like Balasaheb Thakreji saying that till we don't have women who are uh, uh, empowered, who feel safe in societies wherever they move, till then we will not have a Mumbai that we dream of. So I think that during my growing up years that made me so fiercely independent and that I think is something that he has done um, for the women of um, uh, Maharashtra and the societies that we live in. They made women a part of the society and they had women being equally empowered within the political organization uh, in terms of the values they were bringing into the organization. I think that uh, is very important. Like you said. His word was extremely important. And when he's given word, there's nothing in the world that can move away from that. Same, same tradition, same value system. Absolutely. Continues. And that Absolutely. I think... It's continued is, is... in every member of the and family of... I would say, and I would say it's a case study in politics. It's a case study in politics that here's a political party which works from all its heart and soul for a, with, with values, uh, you know, totally there with uh, I would say their customs and uh, their, their beliefs totally in place and working only with one goal and that goal is a better Maharashtra <laughs> and every resident of Maharashtra getting a life that is of happiness and fulfillment.
0: Absolutely and uh, what are the current projects that uh, in Maharashtra are you working on Priyanka ji?
1: So, my, since I uh, represent Maharashtra in the centre, and uh, uh, whatever problems that do come up in terms of uh, GST, etc., I raise that to the parliament. Uh, in terms of organisation, um, I, I contribute through social media, through communication, through um, our women's wing. Uh, we have we have some really strong women leaders in our party. Uh, and it's something that I learn from them every day, the kind of um, work they manage to do. And the, when we continue to talk about work-life balance, they've mastered it. So it is every day is a new learning phase. So in terms of Maharashtra, I think uh, the important fa- aspect of Maharashtra is about uh, uh, Maharashtra uh, through its, you know Mumbai being the financial capital, bringing in economy. Post-COVID, we've seen a lot of changes uh, in the working style, working system. Uh, you know, bettering our technology, uh, uh, you know, increasing our infrastructure, building capacities, whether it is in health, education, um, environment, investment for businesses. And I think it is so beautifully aligned, my thought process is so beautifully aligned with what uh, Shivsena government is doing along with uh, the NCP and the Congress, that uh, I, get to, I get to pick up on issues, which uh, uh, in a sense help and support what the government is doing.
0: And uh, have you any time um, in opposition in Maharashtra, now that you've come in, have you had any challenges, adversities, or I remember uh, also an occasion where I read once on Twitter, something about your child, about your daughter, somebody trying to slander and you stood up for it. And it was something on Twitter, which was like a false uh, account created.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, this is a huge issue that women face across board. But uh, where you draw the line is important. And I drew the line at when it came to my daughter. And uh, actually, this is not stand up for my daughter. She was just barely 10 years old uh, when uh, someone trying to uh, troll me ended up uh, giving threats to my daughter saying that she should be raped, et cetera. Uh, rape and, and I think that's where I drew a line. And uh, the re- reaction was coming on the basis so, a fake uh, picture that was going viral of me having said something which I hadn't said. This has become the norm. Uh, putting words in my mouth, uh, using my, uh, creating memes out of my photograph, speaking, uh, you know, coming up with fake news and etc, etc. So it's part of uh, how it works uh, for, for some reason for the Bharti Janta Party, they seem to have mastered it. Uh, and I have no hesitation in calling them out simply because I know it is a well uh, oiled mechanism that they used to silence voice of the opposition. Mm. Again, at that time, the attempt was to silence women's voices. The biggest threat somehow for those people who have a very patriarchal mindset is to shut women up. And this is a kind mechanism. And I can tell you with data and there there has been a study that was done by a think tank which said that when women are trolled on social media platforms, they either go silent on political, uh, their political opinions, or they totally give up on those social media platforms. There are very few, there's a, if you anyone did a survey of how many women are on Twitter and are vocal on Twitter about politics, they barely cross the double digit as in from 9% to 10% or maybe they've, it's gone up to 14% I can just like what our representation in the parliament is barely 14%. 50% of the population just 14%. So so they, this is something that they've uh, done uh, many times. So uh, yes, I did take it to the cops and I did get a lot of support from the Mumbai police which again they have tried to malign. Mumbai police is also something that they continue to malign for various reasons whatsoever. But uh, there's somewhere you draw the line and somewhere you uh, stand up for yourself and say, though this this is this is where I will not tolerate and you will have to pay a price for this. So those people, I went to the cops. The cops uh, went into action. This is before I was, you know, a member of parliament or anything. I was just uh, uh, as an ordinary resident, I had reached out to them. That uh, this is the threat I'm facing on social media. They acted upon it. They arrested the person. The Mumbai police went to uh, Rajasthan where the person was arrested. The person and and made a uh, taught them a lesson. Right. So uh, trolling is something that happens on a regular basis, but there is a line. Which
0: you draw, which I did. So, uh, uh, what I was also trying to understand is um, now, uh, now that you were with the youth earlier, are you still in some way? Do they look up to you, or they're trying to, you know, uh, follow you and still take some guidance? Are you still like uh, motivating the youth because they must be just left without a leader? So are they still following you? Are they looking up to your advices on Twitter or on blogs that you've created? What about the youth?
1: I don't know. I can't say for uh, sure, but uh, when you, when um, I, when, when my team tells me on social media, that is the ones who are handling Facebook and some are handling Instagram accounts. Most of the followers happen to be um, between the age of 18 to 32. So I would assume that those who are following me are um, hopefully learning something from me, but uh, I just hope that I'll lead a life of example, which uh, others can emulate and others can also feel motivated to look at uh, my journey as a journey where they can um, you know, look at uh, exploring these options of working in uh, the, the political
0: space, because battle. There are very few women <laughs> You're a great role model, and um, uh, I mean, I had this aspiration that one day I will get into politics after my children are all set, like my son's in New York, my daughter's a lawyer, she's completed her BLLB in another five months, she leaves for either New York or LA. So then I come back to my hometown in Mumbai, and then I can start a fresh my life, because Both the birds are out of the nest. So I'll be an empty nester. So (laughs) I come back to my father, to my brother, to my nieces, everyone in Mumbai, in Juhu. And then I'm there in Juhu with the family. So that's my, then I start my journey probably into more into film production and into politics probably. And then I can serve, you know, a party that I look up to. Uh, Now, what coming next Priyanka Ji? Now, after this, is there something that you're planning to do ahead in Maharashtra?
1: Any events or anything planned? Um, events in the sense, uh, one second. Uh, let me also tell you another common link. Uh, both of us are from Juhu. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my parents are Juhu. So I'm born and brought up at Juhu. So um, that's also very, very close to my heart uh, in the city. But um, about future projects, I think uh, in terms of, uh, if, we can, if we can look at ways to empower our young, empower our women, provide them with better health facilities and educational opportunities, job opportunities, then I think that would be a job well done. And uh, one thing that I always have understood is they're all interlinked. Uh, in terms of raising uh, humanity, everything is interlinked to um, families, uh, what, what a fam- units of family Uh, manages to um, get out of uh, the places that they live in and what do they give to the uh, city and the states that they live in. So any project that I will be undertaking would have to do would be aligned with my belief that uh, uh, an economically empowered state, uh, an economically empowered uh, citizen of the state is the biggest asset you can have to be able to put forward changes in our society, bring changes in how we, in our thought processes, and uh, how um, we take this nation
0: forward. Okay, coming to our current crisis of coronavirus, uh, uh, what do you see this um, vaccination, that rollout that has started, what's the plan from your party side to give out the vaccinations?
1: No, so as far as the vaccination is concerned, uh, the state government has uh, created a task force. The task force does not have political representatives, but people who know their job and from the health uh, space. Uh, We have had some high number of case load as far as COVID is concerned. And we had a fantastic team uh, working to uh, ensure there was transparency of data. There was medical uh, capacities that we built. We had laboratories in place. And the same set of people will decide the priority of vaccination. WHO also has given a guideline on who gets vaccinated first, who gets priority. And our government is um, invested in the idea of uh, safeguarding our frontline warriors first, because they are our priority. Then we also look at senior citizens with comorbidities. Then we look at uh, the rest of the people who are in line. We also look at uh, areas where um, you know where there's clustered living, so those those that is something that the task force will decide, and we just have to follow because well when the experts do the talking, I think the best thing to do is for the government to adhere to what the experts expect of us.
0: So Maharashtra uh, is well equipped now to roll out the vaccines, which have come from Serum Institute. Yes. From...
1: Yes, yes. Serum Institute has been placed with an order of 10 million vaccines. Again, that is being coordinated by the center. And the center, central government, on the basis of priority will, uh, and I think on the basis of comorbidities uh, that exist in a particular state, will take a call on who gets vaccines. But our priority, we've done dry runs. We have enough centers to uh, vaccinate. Uh, we have facilities in Mumbai, we have identified those facilities, we've created facilities where needed, and we have a system in place. So whenever the vaccine is handed over to Maharashtra in whatever numbers, our priority would be to uh, ensure that, um, like I said, the ones who are to be given a priority get their vaccine. And uh,
0: I had a question uh, regarding, um, once you'll start vaccinating, I mean, what about the chances of any kind of, uh, you know, um, like, um, uh, what do you say, Um, a health issue coming up post a vaccination? So, are we also prepared to handle in case if there is some kind of a health issue post taking the vaccination? Some trials? You know, I'll be very
1: honest with this. There are a lot of rumors, a lot of things that are being said, spoken around that there could be some... uh, uh, you know, side effects, or there could be health-related issues that come out of it. DCGI has gone through the process. They have uh, checked the two vaccines. They've identified the two vaccines. Uh, there is, of course, a lot of talk about co-vaccine, but uh, considering DCGI is, uh, has a task force of people who are experts in their areas, and they have spoken about the efficacy. They've spoken about nil side effects, could have some slight fever, etc., which i think many uh, vaccines booster shots etc also have a 48 hour uh, um, uh, you know uh, uh, you know when doctors give that vaccinations to children they always tell mothers that they can have fever so to have crocin etc so i think we uh, need to uh, i mean I, I believe that dcgi has done its job uh, all the our scientists have done their job they know their job And whatever side effects would be, would be mentioned to uh, the patient who takes it. And let's also remember that these are voluntary vaccines. Those who volunteer to be vaccinated will be getting it.
0: In fact, uh, my uh, extended family uh, person is in Washington, D.C., uh, Zahidi Mujawar, and he heads the AstraZeneca team, research team. So I just messaged him today asking him, I said, would you like to come on an interview or to talk about your vaccines, which has come up. So Zahidi Mujawar heads uh, the vaccine um, research. He's a double PhD and doctorate and juris doctor in it. So he will come the next time and probably he'll speak a little more. And uh, coming on to uh, the talk show Womenistan platform. um, Can you give my viewers the women a message and some kind of um, a boost that women like me probably who have the desire that I would love to come and serve my country. So how how does one really start? What is the first step? Is it just the network or is it some kind of a registration form that one needs to fill up and send across to a party?
1: So, uh, firstly, I would say kudos to your uh, cousin brother who's working uh, with AstraZeneca and uh, has been, I would say, they've been the pioneers of bringing this vaccine in such a short time. So must have been uh, hard work that went into the process. And we are glad that Serum Institute also is part of that uh, team. And we are going to get vaccinated uh, with the same uh, um, vaccine, which he researched on. So it would be nice to hear him speak and get his input. And um, it always adds more value to know more about uh, things that you're not an expert in, but to at least gain knowledge and speak with at least some clarity about uh, a subject. Uh, With regards to people who wish to, through your platform, uh, look at politics, I will just say a couple of things. It is not, firstly, uh, I think in the mind, uh, they have this feeling that politics is dirty. Politics is not dirty. And if you have good people, you can even take, out, take off that entire mindset of politics being a dirty space. Every family member I spoke to when I joined politics school discouraged me from uh, looking at politics, saying that when your business is doing well, when you're doing well, why the hell would you want to? And you have two young children, why would you want to? So it is about the calling and the calling when you say I want to serve the nation. That's the kind of calling I had when I saw Mumbai under attack and I decided that I had to do something for my city. So it, once you have that calling and when you have this entire belief that yes, you have it in you through your efforts, through your energy, through your thought process to may be a change maker or to make some changes in your immediate uh, uh, working spaces, that's when you get the uh, strength to carry on. Gee. It is not an easy space. Yes, I will say it's not an easy space for women because there are very few women around. And unfortunately, those women who are also around do not, um, I would say um, there's no peer support coming from the same gender, though we may have the same gender, we are fighting for the same cause, but there is some sense of um, reluctance to look beyond political party lines as, you know, I have always believed that we first address the issue. Then we look at our politics. There are some issues that go beyond politics. When we talk about gender rights, we are talking about issues it is not only adhere to a BJP or, or a Congress party or a Sena or a DMK or a TMC. No, it is an issue that affects this nation and its progress. So when you talk about women's issues, so, it, so uh, all, I, all I was trying to say is that women in political spaces usually also do not uh, speak as one um, voice. And uh, there's not much support coming from there, unfortunately but I'm sure in times to come when we have more women in those spaces, we'll be able to create such an ecosystem. Uh, 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 consistency is very important. Uh, patience is very important. Compassion is very important because after all, you're dealing with people and you're dealing with changing their lives. So, um, and maybe creating some policies which will impact their lives. So compassion, patience, um, consistency, and the attitude of never giving up. So in politics, you have suddenly very good days where you feel you've contributed a lot and suddenly very bad days, that contribution leading to nothing. And politics also is not just about standing for an election. Politics is also about strengthening the organization, contributing electorally, contributing organizationally. So you have to make up your mind. Where do you want to work? Would you want to work in the organization, gain more understanding of issues and then look at an election or would you want to go for an election and while handling the organization? So those are things which you have to firmly make up in your head before jumping in. But once you have jumped in, because the space is now open to many people and those who aspire also can um, uh, do some good work here, there are enough opportunities. People work along with political uh, representatives. They create careers out of it. They, they get a chance to be a part of policy shaping process. So that's something that they have to decide. But don't, don't give up is all I would say. Once you've entered this space and if you have the determination to be able to contribute, don't give up. Be strong, be firm, be consistent.
0: Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for the, all the wonderful advice and the motivation for all the women uh, watching this platform and the young girls who are looking up to you hearing this. Thank you Priyanka ji for coming onto this platform and I look forward to seeing you April. Hopefully I should be coming to Mumbai. That's when my father's 90th birthday is there. Oops. Wow. 90th. So I Amazing. should be coming in to meet daddy and I will surely come and meet you and uh, pay my respects. Thank you again Thank for coming you. on right. Completely. Thank you.